How are you all going today? Are you ready for a great night? I am pleased about that because I am. I don't think you were really. Are you ready for a great night tonight? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um, we're gonna um, have a, an amazing night where God can transform and change your life like never before. And tonight we're talking about fear and rocks. Fear and rocks. Is that okay? You know, fear is something, um, a definition in the Bible of fear is, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain or harm. And, you know, tonight I want every one of you, because I know one of the things in my life that has plagued me over the last 25 years is the fear of something. The fear of something. I don't know what it is. It's something that was probably ingrained in my family when we were younger. Uh, but it, there was always a fear of something. And it's not natural and it's not good and it's not healthy and it's got to go um, in our life. Because it doesn't help us in any way, shape or form. Because there's nothing worse than God calling you to go. I had this amazing trip that God um, laid out before me for a mate and I to go to South Africa. And all I was worried about the whole time was the plane had crashed and who'd look after my kids um, or you get to go to Brisbane to a conference and on the way down you're thinking I'll crash the car and who's going to look after my kids and my wife and am I the only one who has unnatural fears sometimes about things maybe for your health maybe for something other reason obviously you know there's different things that press different buttons but for me it was the fear of dying I mean it was the fear of leaving behind my children and my wife or or I wasn't worried for myself I was worried for them and uh, and it was unnatural and it's wrong and it's got to go and so tonight um, I, I want to um, speak a little bit about that because I don't want fear to cheat you out of your dreams. God is bigger than whatever you're worried about. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is made perfect in love. You know, tonight we've got a, a special night with a couple of our young people. We've been training. I love releasing young people into ministry. I love hearing young people speak. And at the beginning of this year, I said to my youth and uh, young leaders, um, if you want to share something, come and talk to me. I'll give you the opportunity to share at youth group. It's a safe place. You will never fail. I'll always set you up for success. And so a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, Danielle um, and, and Lily came up to me and said, can we share at youth group in, on Friday night? I went, yes, thank you, Jesus. And, you know, last year we gave them some, some uh, keys and strategies about how to write a little message. And, and so I said, yeah, sure, you can share. And then I heard them share at youth group on Friday night, and I thought, wow, that's a waste if it doesn't get shared in our church. And so I love it when young people step up. Chris Carr is going to be speaking at youth group next Friday night. And it's awesome um, to be able to have our young people released and, um, and ready to go. They're pumped. I said to them um, earlier on, uh, are you happy to... I said, yeah, how would you feel after speaking at youth group? Would you be happy at speaking in church? And you know, I just got a straight, heck yeah. There was no, oh, maybe I should. So what if I asked you to go up and speak, Gordon? Your knees would be quaking together like that, wouldn't it? Maybe we need to be 16-year-old girls again um, or 13-year-old girls, 14-year-old girls again who are, well, I don't want to be a 14-year-old girl, but anyway. <laughs> go back to the days when we weren't scared about anything. 
There are many stories in the Bible that talk about fear. Danielle, you're coming first, by the way. There are many stories in the Bible about fear. Moses was afraid to leave his comfortable shepherd life behind and confront the terrible Pharaoh. The ten scouts who Moses had explored the promised land were afraid of um, and caused the Hebrews to wander for another 40 years. Jonah was afraid of God's command, so he ran to the edge of the sea where he was swallowed by a fish. David must have trembled at the sight of Goliath. Gideon was afraid of the fight. Daniel would have had some fear about being thrown into the lion's den. I'm sure Esther would have had some fear going to see the king unannounced. Elijah ran in fear from Jezebel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego would have had a little bit of fear going into the fiery furnace. Would I be right in saying that to you think? I don't think they were um, supernatural people. They had natural feelings, natural emotions like all of us. And I'm sure at different times they felt something Um, a fear come over them and think, I don't know if we can actually do this. And that's just to name a few of those people. But tonight, Danielle, I'm going to get you to come up and share. Um, Danielle's going to share about something in her life. And then she'll hand back to me. Hey, everyone. Who here is afraid of something? So am I. I'm afraid of spiders, I'm afraid of plovers, and I'm afraid of my mum. Don't get me wrong, she's the best lady ever, best mum I can ask for. But in my, when she gets mad, she can be terrifying. But that's not what I'm wanting to talk about. I'm here to talk about overcoming the, these fears, casting them away and unchaining yourselves from them. Fear can be good, such as if there's a car coming on the road and you're afraid to walk across it because you don't want to get hurt. That's good fear. It stops you from doing something stupid. But there's fear that holds you back from reaching your full potential. There's fear that stops you from continuing the journey God has set out for you. I have, or at least had, one fear. This fear stopped me from moving forward on my journey. That was speaking in front of people. Last year, if you had given me this microphone, I wouldn't be talking right now. I would be standing here terrified and shaking and silent. I wouldn't have been able to do it and you would all be laughing at me. But I realise now that I don't need to be afraid of it. I went away on mission with some of the other leaders. We went to Blackall, a lovely place out in the middle of nowhere. Every morning we do leader introductions for the kids to know who we are. Graham asked me to do these. I was terrified. I had to get up and be all happy and have a microphone in my hand and talk and laugh and do this and that. Ugh, Graham, you couldn't have chosen someone else. The first couple of days weren't too bad. I had Cassie out with me and only had to read a couple of things. It was pretty chill. On about the third day, though, I was asked if I was able to do it on my own. No, I did not want to do it on my own. I wanted to go hide in a corner and read a book. That's what I wanted to say. But I didn't. I said, I don't mind. Again, Graham hears that and he's like, okay, you can do it on your own then. In my head, I'm punching him in the guts. But I don't argue. Instead, I accept it. The kids started coming in, and for each kid I see come in, I send a prayer to God. Lord, I pray for strength and confidence. Because in the Bible, in Psalms 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So I sought the Lord when I was afraid. When all the kids were there and the day was kicked off, I was asked to go up and do the introductions. I went up, palms sweaty and terrified. I sent one last prayer to God for strength and courage. 
I was given the microphone and with each word I spoke, I felt the fear start slipping away. And over the two weeks I was on mission, it continued to this day, where I can speak comfortably, comfortably in front of all of you and hardly feel scared. I'm now thanking Graham for letting me take a leap out of my comfort zone because I found I quite enjoy talking in front of people. God doesn't want us to feel fear. It says in Joshua 1 verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord will be with us in times of need. Sorry. Wherever we are, he wants us to be strong. Isn't it amazing to have this all-powerful being say that we don't need to be afraid anymore? That we don't need to be discouraged because he is with us wherever we go. Isn't that amazing? And it's not only in this one verse that it says this. It is said so many other places of the Bible. Fear is what the enemy gives us. It's what holds us back from our journey. And that's what the enemy wants. They don't want us to follow God because they know that together we can beat them. So they do everything to stop us. And we need to step up and overcome it. I know that the devil will try and get me to start doubting myself again and will try and make me stop from speaking God's word. But I know now that God is stronger, that when I feel those doubts start to creep in again, all I need to do is go, Lord, give me strength, give me courage and confidence because God is stronger than the devil and will help as I am a child of God. With mission, I could have refused to do the introductions. I could have told Graham, no. I wanted to tell him, no. But I overcame the fear. If I hadn't gone with the flow, I wouldn't be up here right now talking about overcoming fears. I would be in in a corner reading, which I used to always do. But because I stepped out of my comfort zone and faced my fears, I am now on the path that God gave me. And all of you can be too. When you feel fear creeping, seek the Lord. Remind yourself that in Psalms 118, verse 6 to 7, it says, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. Because once you've overcome those fears, you can do the things you never thought you were able to do before. Awesome, Danielle. That's amazing. Well, if Danielle can do it, so can we. If Danielle can overcome a fear, so can we. And I know Danielle used to sit in the corner at youth group and read a book, and I didn't even think she had a voice. Um, But God's given her a voice, and that's pretty awesome. You know, in Psalms it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And all through the Psalms, it talks about God being our rock. In Psalm 28 verse 1, it's the Psalm to David. To you, O Lord, I call, you are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for I, if you remain silent, it will be like those who have gone down into the pit. And it just goes on, rock after rock after rock. And you know, tonight, what we, what we have to do if we want to overcome our fear is to go to the rock, which is Jesus, and allow him to change our lives. Each one of those guys that we talked about earlier on, uh, Gideon and Esther and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel and all of those guys, they had fear. But what did they have to do? They had to go to their rock, which is Jesus, and work out how to get through that to reach their full potential and become the person that they were created 
created to be. And I know for me that that's what I have to do in my life. I'm 55 years old, but I still have to go to Jesus, work out what holds me back, and then, then work it out with Jesus and get on with it. Because if we're ever going to become the people that God created us to be and do the stuff that God wants us to be, we've got to get over ourselves and just start doing it. We've got to get over ourselves and just start doing a few things. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depends on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. I don't know why he had to put that in the Psalms so many times. Maybe because we might be stupid enough not to understand that God is our rock. I don't know how many times I've heard people say in church, oh, Jesus is awesome. He's incredible. He's amazing. He's done these great things. And the next week they're at the altar. God hates me. I think I've done that sometimes. I think I've done it sometimes. Sometimes, you know, when things are going well, Jesus is awesome. When things aren't going so well, where are you, God? Well, he's still in the same place. He's still awesome. We're just looking at it from a different perspective. And tonight, I don't know uh, about you or where you're at in your journey, but, you know, I don't want any of us to be held back from what God would want us to do. It may not be fear for you. It may be something completely different. But if there's something holding you back from reaching your full potential in God tonight, you need to get over it. You need to go to God, find out how to deal with it, and then get on with the job that God has called you to do. Because All I know for me is the times that I have let fear come in, it just cripples me. It just cripples me and it makes my life miserable. And you know, I worried all the way to South Africa that I was going to die and I'm still here. I worried all the time I was driving to Brisbane when I didn't have my kids in the car and doing all those things and I'm still here. It affected me, it didn't affect anybody else. And tonight, I don't want that for you. I've started to overcome those things in my life. And, you know, I've, I've, I've decided that fear is not for me. And I did that a long time ago. And I've dealt with my fears a long time ago. And I've moved forward a long time ago. And, um, and, you, and you, you move on and you, and you step up to a new level. But sometimes things just come along and bite you that you didn't see coming. And it's been really, really weird. Amanda and I have lived, I'm just going to be really honest, Amanda and I live by faith and we trusted God for finances and that was really, really awesome. And God, for 20 years, God has just provided, provided, miraculous, miraculous, provision, provision, provision. And then 18 months ago, I start work at Grace Community Church here and I get a wage. And you think, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be so much better than having to trust God? But the devil's really smart sometimes because he showed me what I didn't have and what I, what I could have had over the last 20 years if I'd had a consistent wage for 20 years. And what if I'd gone to university and I'd become somebody else and I could have made more money? And what if Amanda hadn't become a chaplain and had stayed a speech therapist? There would have been more money. And how are you going to survive in your future? How are you going to make it through retirement? You're going to be poor. Oh, he come from sideward and just slapped me stupid. And, you know, I had to work out how to deal with that and how to move forward and, and what to do with that. And I went to God's word and I wrote down every verse that I could find that talked about fear. 
every verse in the Bible I could find that talked about fear. And then I, I went through and I highlighted everything that God said about fear and everything he was. And then I wrote it into a prayer and I spoke it over my life every day. And I have that prayer in my journal and I read it to myself all the time and I will not let fear dictate my life anymore. And you know what? I don't, I'm not worried anymore. I trust God. God's got it sorted. It was just something coming along to distract me from being where I'm supposed to be. Has anybody ever been in that same boat as me where you've actually been going along okay with something and all of a sudden, bang, you just get sideswiped? Well, tonight's the night not to be sideswiped. And you know, I want you to know that if Danielle, a 16-year-old girl, can overcome her fear and stand up here and speak in front of a group of scary adults, then you can get over whatever you have to get over tonight. I think God is pretty awesomely telling us that he's our rock and that He's going to show us a little bit later on. I'm going to go through some of those verses down there of what those people did and see what they did and how they overcome. And then tonight when um, the musicians come back up, we're going to pray over you and we're going to believe that God can break whatever is in your life, whether it's fear, whether it's depression, whether it's sickness, whether it's uh, family issues, whatever it is that's holding you back from reaching your full potential, then we can pray over it tonight, release you from it and set you free so that you can rise up and run and not grow weary and walk and not grow faint and become the person that God created you to be. Oh, I tell you what, the biggest fear for me, I tell you, my kids left home and I was no longer in control. Uh, not that I was wanted to control them, but what if they died? It is crippling. I'm being honest. It is a terrible thing to have. And I have to, had to work through that again and, and get through it. And you know, I've got a system that works for me. I pray. I've got a system that works for me. I pray. And believe that God can do something about it. But, you know, the only way, I, I don't pray to Buddha, I don't pray to um, some idol, I don't pray to anything. I pray to the rock of my salvation, Jesus, because I know he's the only one that can answer my prayers. Come on, Lil, come on up and tell us what you need to tell us. Oh, so you've been hanging to get this mic, haven't you, Lil? Yeah. Hello, everyone. How's everyone going? Good? Yes? Okay. Who here has had a bad day or week once in their life? Yeah? I know I certainly have. (laughs) I've been having it pretty rough recently, but that doesn't matter because I have my rock. But I want to know, do you have your rock, a place where you can go when things get tough? Or do you feel alone in a big, feel alone, lost and scared in such a big, dark place? Don't worry, I've been there too. I'm sure some of the other people in here have as well. I felt that really hard when I had a really hard situation with a guy last year. Becky, no guys, just no. (laughs) So, I knew this guy, we'll call him Bob, just for this. So, I knew Bob since grade seven. And last year, I decided to add him on Snapchat because we were friends and, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so I added him and he immediately asked me why I, like, added him. And I said, well, we're friends. And so we were chatting for a few hours and then 
out of the blue, he just asked me to be his girlfriend, and I'm like, whoa, what? I guess the instincts of never having a boyfriend and never being asked out before kicked in, and I said yes. Straight away afterwards, I was like, no, I can't, no, just no. So the next day that we had school, he came up to me, and he's like, are you okay? Are you ready for a relationship? And so he did that for about three days or something. Every time I said no, I'm fine. Thank you, though. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so next come, the next day is Monday. So I was with Hannah, and Hannah went home early, the first, like, first break at school. So I was alone second lunch. So I was sitting at the front of the hub, which is the library, because most of you won't know that. <laughs> um, so he comes up to me, and I'm just scrolling on Facebook, as you do when you're bored at school. And he's looking over my shoulder, just looking at what I'm doing. And he keeps moving closer and closer to me, and I'm just, like, inching away. Got to the point where his arm was behind my arm, and his hand was actually touching my leg. I bolt off as fast as I can, like, without saying anything. I just bolt off, like, yeah. And so I'm, at, I'm in front of the bathrooms, and I'm pacing. I don't know what to do. I'm waiting for the bell to go, trying not to panic, as you would in a situation like that. So the bell goes, and I have math next, and we have an exam. So that's even more stressful. Got to the point where I didn't know any of the answers on the test. So I asked the teacher if I can go outside to grab my water bottle. And as soon as I get outside, I just break down. And, yeah, it was not great. I felt so alone and scared until I told someone. After that, I found my rock. But who is my rock? Is it Graham, Amanda, or another youth leader? Well, no. Sorry, guys, it's none of you. We all actually have the same rock. Funny, right? Psalms 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my saviour. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and the place of, my place of safety. I'm sure if you were to ask any of them, they'd agree. So, leaders, stand if God is your rock. Everyone sitting down, take a good look. Thank you. You can sit down now. I want to know, is there anyone who wants God to be their rock? A place where they can go to help them step into the light and out of the darkness. A place for your protection and your shield. A place, a place where you can go to whenever something's wrong. Because I know that God loves everyone in this room and he is your rock. You just don't know it yet. So, thank you. Good on you, Lil. Thanks. You know, both those girls shared a youth group on Friday night. We had an older call. 20 kids got saved. Oh, sorry. 20 kids got saved. Another 20 came forward to stand in front of Danielle to get rid of fear in their life. 
and another 20 come and stood in the middle because they wanted both. That's awesome. You know, at some stage, like Lily was saying and Danielle was saying, we all have to go to war with something. In Deuteronomy 20, it says, when you go to war against your enemy and see horses and chariots and soldiers far outnumbering, do not recoil in fear of them. God, your God, who brought you up out of Egypt is with you. When the battle is about to begin, let the priest come forward and speak to the troops. And he'll say, attention, Israel, in a few minutes you're going to do battle with your enemy. Don't waver in resolve, don't fear, don't hesitate, don't panic. Don't waver in resolve, don't fear, don't hesitate, don't panic. God, your God, is right where, right there with you, fighting with you against your enemies, fighting to win. And that's what I like That's what we need tonight. You know, if we've got anything in our life that we need to get rid of, any fear, anything that's holding us back, tonight we need to start fighting, fighting to win and know that our God is with us. You know, Israel was a small nation surrounded by great empires. It was rarely in a strategically superior position. In battle, they usually saw horses and chariots and people more numerous than they Despite the clear danger, they also had a clear command from God to not fear. Israel was commanded to not fear with any ordinary, where any ordinary military man would fear. Superior numbers, superior technology, superior equipment. Yet Israel was given a reason not to fear. God did not deny the fact that the enemy of Israel would usually have more horses, chariots and people than Israel, but God asked them to recognise a greater fact, that the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Israel was also given evidence for faith. God didn't ask Israel to have a blind, uh, God didn't ask Israel to have a blind trust in him. They could trust him as they went into battle because he had proven himself mighty and faithful before. He had a track record and he could be trusted. And tonight we stand on the shoulders of that and say, God, you can be trusted in my situation. I can trust you with whatever's going on in my life right now, whatever's holding me back, whatever's not causing me to reach my full potential. I can stand on the shoulders of those people and know that you have it sorted. Paul said in Romans 8.31, If God is for us, who can be against us? One with God makes us an unbeatable majority. I think that's worth a clap. You know, I was talking earlier on about some of those guys who had fear in their life. What actually happened to them in the end? When Moses commissioning his successor Joshua, this is what he said in Deuteronomy. The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or do not be discouraged. So somewhere on his journey while confronting Pharaoh, Moses must have learned that lesson. If he didn't want to go and do that, and he was able to say, we don't need to be afraid or discouraged, the Lord is going to fight with you, he had learned some lessons along the way that we have to learn. What about Jonah? In Jonah 2, then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of the fish. Well, I think I'd be doing the same thing as well. Then Jonah prayed to God from the belly of the fish. He prayed, in trouble, deep trouble, I pray to God. He answered me from the belly of the grave and I cried, help me. And he heard my cry and spat me up onto the beach. 
He learned something that day. And I tell you what, if you've ever been inside the belly of a whale in an impossible situation that you think you can't win, all you need to do is cry out to God. Because if he'll spit Jonah up onto the beach, then he'll spit you up in your situation and you will have that solved and there will not be a problem for you. Because we stand on the shoulders of those people who have gone before us. What about David? David said to the Philistine in 1 Samuel, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into the hands. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give your carcasses to the Philistine army and the birds of the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. He knew who he had to go to to win that battle. It wasn't his three stones. It wasn't his brothers. It wasn't anything else. It was the God that he knew that would get him through that. What about Gideon? Gideon and his hundred men. Well, originally 32,000, but his hundred men. He was a scaredy puss. He didn't really want to go out and do what he had to do. He was fearful. He was one of the most fearful people I've read about in the Bible. He didn't want to do it. He was scared. But when he reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard, they blew their trumpets and broke their jars um, that were in their hands. The three companies of a hundred people blew the trumpets and smashed their jars, grasping the torch in their hands and holding it in the right hand, the trumpets that they were blowing. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites cried and, and they fled. You know, tonight, we can be in an impossible situation. We can be in an absolutely an impossible situation. That situation with Gideon, they could not see um, the end of the army with a hundred men and no swords. And all they had to do was stand firm and know that God had already won the battle. And I don't know what battle are you in tonight that you think God can't win. Well, I want to tell you, you're wrong. Because God can win every battle. The only battle that we don't win is the one that's in our mind that tells us that we can't. And tonight, I don't know what you're coming up against, but I hear people time after time say they've got these issues and they go around the mountain and they come to the top and God says, jump off the mountain, I'll give you the wings to fly. And they go, I can't do it. And they go back down. And then six months later, they're walking around the mountain again and God says, let's deal with this thing. Jump off and let me deal with it. I can't do it. And 12 months and two years and three years and they're still in the same place in five years' time. And I don't want that for me and I definitely don't want it for you. I want to be moving past the things that hold me back so that I can get on and do the things that God has called me to do. You know, Danielle, had she not got up on the last mission and spoke, she'd be in the same boat again this year with me saying, come on, Danielle, are you going to speak? And she has a choice, yes or no. If she says yes... Then she passes past it and she does something else. If not, the year after, it'll be the same thing all over again. God wants us to deal with our fears, deal with our issues and move forward and become the person that you were created to be. I've been listening to lately a lot of Joyce Meyer um, and Christine Kane and two women that um, have had the most horrific lives. But are doing amazing stuff for God because they conquered their fears and they moved past those things and they used those as tools for the future to change other people's lives. What's holding you back tonight? 
What about Daniel? At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried down to the lion's den where Daniel had been thrown in. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you served continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent an angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. And when, when they have not hurt me, because I've been found innocent in his sight. Wow, how would that be? I tell you what, that man would have been in fear, would you not think? Been thrown into a lion's den with hungry lions. And an angel comes from God and just shuts his mouth and sits there the whole night with his hand around his snout and says, you're not going to touch Daniel. You're not gonna t- you got me to contend with, buddy. You go anywhere near him, I'll rip your head off. We don't need to worry. God's got it. But we, we get scared. I get scared about driving to Brisbane because I might die because I might not see my kids again. And God can shut the mouths of lions. I'm the stupid one. I should be able to go with no fear and go, God, you got this sorted. You got this sorted. You got a plan. You got a plan. A few years ago, we were driving back from a missions trip. And I just remember this vividly in my mind because God reminded me that he's in control. And we had a busload of 14 kids and we were coming back from, um, from um, uh, Chinchilla. And as we were driving back into Tyro, we slowed down because one of the girls was on a billboard and we slowed down to get a picture of her and, um, and that was okay. And then we kept going and that was about three o'clock. And um, anyway, when I got home, my daughter rang and... She said, Dad, are you all okay? Are you all okay? I said, yeah, we're fine. We're home. We're unpacking the trailer. Everything's fine. I said, why? What's happened? She said, at, um, uh, about half an hour ago, she said there was a horrible accident at Tyro. And she said, like, there was like heaps of people killed. And there's fire on the road. And I just thought it might have been you in the bus. We missed that by three minutes. Because the, the stamp on the photo that she took and... The date, that, the time that they said it happened gave us three minutes. We drove past it. The next car that passed us, those people were killed. God's got it. He's got it. I don't have to worry. All he had to do was slow me down enough to take a little photo. God's got that sorted. We don't have to worry. What's going on in your world tonight that we need to pray and believe that God's got it sorted? Esther. For if you remain silent at this time, relief will come for the Jews and arise from another place. But if you and your fam and your, but you and your family will perish. But God will bring up someone. Maybe this is your time. Maybe you are. I should read that again, shouldn't I? For you have come to this place for such a time as this. You know, Esther could have backed out of that in fear, and I'm sure she would have had a lot of fear. That young girl. But I tell you what, she changed the, the future because she didn't fear. She stepped forward and did what she was called to do. Elijah, same thing. God took him and showed him that he had a plan, but he then sent him back and said, go back and appoint some more people to help you. You're tired. You need some help. And so God worked through him in a different way. And maybe tonight God is saying to you, I've got things that I want you to do. I've got things that have to happen in your life, but I can't do them until you start coming to the place where you let me in and let me have control of everything. I love Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They replied to to King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. 
If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to, to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, we will, never, we will not serve the God or worship the images that you have set up. They knew that their God was in control, and they walked out of that fiery furnace not even smelling of smoke. And again, I don't know, there was four people in the fire there, an angel in there with them. I don't know what was he doing. Did he have a fire extinguisher? Um, What was he just running around them at bolt speed so that the fire couldn't come near them? I don't know. All I know, that fire was hot enough to kill a whole heap of men before they even got to the furnace gate. And we're messing with this. We're trying to mess with the system. We're trying to mess with the system. We've got angels that can hold lions' mouths closed. We've got angels that can stand there and stop us even smelling of smoke in a fire. We've got um, a God we can go to who can be our rock and can change our world forever if we only let him. But we let fear, we let so many things creep in and stop us reaching our full potential. And you know, I, I want to say tonight that due to contrary belief, I'm not perfect. And I wish I was sometimes, but I'm not perfect. But I do have a perfect God. And he helps me in my weakness become the best me that I can possibly be. And tonight, I wonder about what's going on in your world that's holding you back from being the best you. What's holding you back from being the best you? And tonight it's got to go. And tonight it's got to go. Because we can never move forward in our journey with God to the place where he wants us to be until we are prepared to surrender everything and say, God, you've got this. To the point where I can hop on an aeroplane now and fly anywhere I want to go and I'm not worried about my kids. I can hop in my car and drive to Brisbane and I don't fear that I'm going to die. And even if I did, God's got it sorted. I don't have to worry anymore. I just have to trust God. And how did I deal with that? I found every verse about fear in the Bible. I wrote it down. I wrote a prayer about it. Can I have my little book there, Amanda? The green one in the... No, in my... Yep. Those two. You know, for me, I don't just say that I do things... These are all the verses about fear. These are all the ones I wrote down. There they are. That's what I did. I wrote them all down. I highlighted all the things. And then I took those highlighted bits and I turned them into a prayer. No fear. That hangs on my wall. It's in my journal. It's everywhere I need. If If I've got a moment where I'm feeling fearful, where I'm feeling afraid, I just go there and I start to read that. And I know the power of God because this is scripture. These aren't Graham Waterson's words. These have got nothing to do with me. That is just purely scripture put into a sentence so that I can say, God, I will not fear. I will not fear today. I will not fear today. I will not live in fear. You can have a copy of that if you want. You're more than welcome. But as Jess comes back up tonight, and Elsie and Cassie and Jack... I want you to know that you don't have to live with fear in your life 
You don't need to live with anything in your life that holds you back. And if there's anything tonight that's holding you back from reaching your full potential, then you need to let it go tonight. You need to let it go like I had to let some stuff go and, um, and just trust that God has got this. God has got this. There's nothing I can do that can make any difference anyway. God's got it tonight.